So, coming up here, and already other staff members have promised on my behalf that it will be brief and fun. So, <laughs> uh, good morning. Ho- hope you're happy to be here. I'm, I'm glad to be here with you this Love Sunday. Uh, go ahead and roll the picture, Zach. What you're going to see on screen in, in a moment, here we go. This is the James Webb Space Telescope. Uh, And so this thing, they're building it right now at NASA, and they're planning to launch it next year. And this telescope is going to do some pretty amazing things. Number one, it can make $10 billion disappear. (laughs) But also, uh, it's going to give us a new ability to get high-quality images of faraway parts of the universe. And so... Um, We're going to be able to check out exoplanets. An exoplanet is a planet in another solar system. And so in theory, any star can have planets uh, orbiting it. And so we're going to be able to look at those planets. And scientists are going to be able to look for things such as water vapor or carbon dioxide uh, to see if that planet could support life. And so back in 2014, NASA held uh, a, a lecture at their headquarters to talk about how within a few years, the search for for life elsewhere in the universe would be sort of underway because of this this telescope. And so at the time, at that lecture, uh, one of their their scientists, the director of the Space Telescope Institute, whose name is Matt Mountain, uh, had this to say at that lecture. He said, Just imagine the moment when we find potential signatures of life. Imagine the moment when the world wakes up and the human race realizes that its long loneliness in time and space may be over. The possibility we're no longer alone in the universe. Big ideas. I don't know how you react to to that statement. There's a part of me that kind of wants to say, you know... Matt, maybe you should, like, get out more. Because there's, there's actually a lot of... We're, there's 7.6 billion people on Earth. This, this talk about a, a long loneliness in time and space, it doesn't, you know... It seems like a strange thing to say. And yet, we all have those times, don't we, where we feel like despite being on a planet with 7.6 billion people, we, we start to ask those questions. Does anybody care uh, am, I, am I just abandoned in this world? Am I fa- whatever I face, am I facing it alone? Or is there anyone who's going to face it with me? And so there's something that he's saying there that really resonates about the human condition. But he's not just talking about the human condition here, is he? He's also actually making a theological statement, isn't he? Something you have to realize to, if you're trying to live your faith within a secular culture is that in our sexual Secular culture. Uh, Love Sunday. (laughs) In our secular culture, uh, we're frequently exposed to theological statements. They're just often in disguise, aren't they? And so he says this, and, and he's saying a theological statement in disguise, namely that a God who is present in the universe, a God who, uh, who is with us, a God who cares about us, us, does not exist. He's making that statement by implication as he says we're alone in the universe. 
We're kind of kicking off our, our new sermon series today, which is called uh, God Among Us, and it's a walk through uh, the, the gospel of John. And so John the Apostle was one of Jesus' closest friends. Uh, he, he spent three years, night and day, with Jesus, um, and then later, near the end of John's life, within a few decades of Jesus, uh, he he wrote down his best recollection of those stories, and that's, that's what we have that in our Bible, and it's called the Gospel of John. And one of the big, probably the most important idea of the Gospel of John is to say, Jesus was God among us. The, the big important idea in, in John is that there is a God, his name is Jesus, and I've met him says John. And so we're going to, next week we're going to get deeper into this, but let me just give you kind of a, a flyover of what John is going to say. And watch for the contrast between what, uh, what Matt Mountain has to say, what our secular culture might have to say, and what John is going to present to us. So John chapter 1, verse 1 says, in the beginning the Word, that's Jesus, we'll talk about that next week, the Word already existed the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And so there are those who would say we're alone in the universe. John actually says, no, we were never alone in the universe. From the beginning, God's been there. Uh, verse 18 says, no one has ever seen God, but the unique one who is himself God, again, that's Jesus, is near to the Father's heart. He has revealed God to us. So NASA is searching with big $10 billion telescopes for other beings within the universe. John says, God is, not only is God there, but we can know him. He's been revealed to us. Verse 14 says, so the word became human and made his home among us. He was full of unfailing love and faithfulness. And we have seen his glory, the glory of the Father's one and only Son. So not only has there been a God from the beginning, and not only can we know him, but in fact, we don't have to know him from a distance. We've been face to face with him. Uh, he became human and made his home among us. He was God among us, or as Isaiah puts it, he was God with us. That's the Christmas story that God became a human being in Jesus. So what we're starting to see developing is two competing theologies, Either there is no God and we are essentially, as a human race, alone and abandoned in this world, or there is a God who has been there from the beginning, who is knowable, who has been present with his people. And the entire book of John is going to be an invitation to believe that second worldview. In fact, near the end of his book in John chapter 20, he says, this is his purpose statement for the book. He says, but these are written, these stories are written, this book is written so that you may believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the only Son of God. And so the whole book and the whole series is going to be an invitation for you to believe that Jesus is God, that God became human in the person of Jesus. And you may be here today and you don't believe that, and that's okay. But what I want to say to you today is... Isn't that story so much better that it at least deserves a serious look? 
and would you take a serious look with us as we walk through the Gospel of John. And so we want to invite you to take part in this series over these next months as we walk through John's Gospel. Uh, But we've left out the best part. The best part is verse 14. It says, So the Word became human and made His home among us. He was full of unfailing love. And faithfulness. And what, what you're going to see as we unfold the gospel of John is that John says God became human in Jesus and he did it because he loves us so much. John 3 uh, verse 16 very famously says, uh, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son. It's Love Sunday today. But about two weeks ago, I had my very own Love Monday. Two weeks ago was the 10-year anniversary of my first date with Justine. Uh, Yes, we started dating as children. (laughs) So we went out on a date a couple weeks ago to celebrate the 10 years, and and I was kind of musing over the, uh, you know, the things that that were different this time around. Our first date, uh, man... I had such a good plan, and it just crashed and burned. It was so bad. And Justine, it's a testament to her patience that she is with me today. Uh, so th- this time around, I planned the date a little bit better, uh, but this date had its own challenges. Like, we had to start the date by dropping off the kids, uh, driving the kids to the babysitter's house while singing along to the Moana soundtrack in the car. Didn't do that 10 years ago. Super romantic. And something else that has changed is the phone turn-off, okay? Gentlemen, you, you guys know about this move when you're on a date? Okay, because 10 years ago, I had a, my phone was a Samsung upstage, and the only way that thing would make a sound is if someone called me or actually, like, took the time. Remember when you had to type out text messages on your number pad? Remember that? Like, so that thing was quiet the, the whole time. Now, now we have smartphones, and it's, and it's distracting, right? And so, guys, here's what you do. When you, early on in your date, turn off your phone and make a big deal out of it. It costs you nothing, and she'll be like, whoa. <laughs> Just so you know, that's the extent of my romantic knowledge. <laughs> but that's the thing that we do. So I, I did that when we were out to dinner, and, and I try and do that if we go out on, on special dates because we know that, that being distracted and being half-present doesn't value someone, right? And the flip side is, if you, if you can give someone your full attention, if you can be right there with them, all of you with them in that moment, that really shows that you care. And so you can, so you can use that move, you can steal that move for your next date, because listen... If you turn off your phone, and she left her phone on because she had to listen for the babysitter in case they called for an emergency with the kids. So, but turn off your phone because it says, I love you enough to be present with you, right? And what John is going to say in this chapter and throughout the book is that when we look at Jesus, it's God saying to us, I love you enough to be present with you. That, that God didn't give, us, didn't give us half of his uh, attention, that God didn't, wasn't distant to us, but he loved us enough to be here with us. 
So that's the story we're going to invite you to believe in this series. And that's, that's the love that we celebrate, the kind of love that we celebrate on Love Sunday. Worship team, come on up. Why don't, we, why don't I just pray with you? Lord, we thank you that, that you loved us first, as, as John writes elsewhere, and that we love because you loved us first, and that all the, um, that all the relationships, the kinds of relationships that we saw up here with Christoph, uh, where people care about each other, is all rooted in your love for us, which we saw in Jesus. And Lord, we praise you for that today, and we ask that you would um, allow us to walk out of here with that being our identity, our identity that we are the beloved uh, sons and daughters of God that we're people that you loved in us enough to come to earth and walk among us. In Jesus' name, amen.